0: This podcast episode is brought to you by... We all know fall is here and winter is coming. Don't be an underprepared kook and not have the right gear. Wampum Skate Shop has you covered head to toe. Literally. Highly educated listeners will receive 25% off. Yes, you heard it right. 25% off. All socks, hats, and beanies for a limited time only by using the code HIGHLYWAMPUM. All lowercase, no spaces on their website, wampumny.com. Whether you need some socks and a beanie for yourself, or you want to gift your family and friends some warmth, perfect for stocking stuffers, all you have to do is just add your items to the cart and use code HIGHLYWAMPUM at checkout. Sale applies to online only and while supplies lasts. wampumny.com. Welcome to Highly Educated the podcast and I'm your host Ryan Sherman. And tonight we have two. That's right, I said two very special guests in the house. Lindsey Reichhart and Gunnar Burke of Springs Brewery. Lindsey and Gunnar had been home brewing for a long time with an insatiable love for beer before deciding to take their talents to the big leagues and start canning and selling their goods. They've been pretty successful now selling in dozens of locations on the east end and every week at the local farmers market in springs with plans to open a physical brewery soon they make beer for the people both from backgrounds in architecture they've made the commitment to bring their design oriented minds to the world of beer brewing so welcome Lindsay and gunner of the springs brewery What's going on, Springs Brewery? Hey. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, we have Lindsay and we have Gunner. How's it going from the Springs Brewery uh, out here in Springs, New York? For those who aren't familiar, it's east a place. end of Long Island, right. very nice place, land of the ospreys and my green.
1: Gra- my grandma calls it the Promised Land.
0: Yeah, there you go.
1: That's it. Even though there's another place named the Promised but Land,
0: it's okay. This is for us. That's that's yeah. what it is. That's and it's beautiful. It's it like a, a work of art out here, visually. Bringing this gang on to talk about their awesome business in the brew business, Springs Brewery. It's at Springs Brewery on your social medias there on Instagram, just so we can give you something to look at while you're listening. But stoked you guys are here. Obviously, we're sipping on some suds at the moment. I'm sipping on backwater, which, why don't you give me a little skinny about backwater?
1: Backwater is a spring pale ale that we do. It is very nice and crisp, dank, mm. nice kind of energizing vibe. Um, I get all that.
0: Yeah. I said foresty.
1: Yeah, foresty. We said foresty, yeah.
0: bright, yeah. Mm-hmm. colorful. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, It's, it's a great it's beer.
1: Refreshing. The label is by Charlie Lee. Nice. Yeah.
0: Does he do all the can art or a lot of the can art
1: he, he does a lot of the ales and he then yeah
2: he does a lot of them we also we work with a couple other um local artists for for, for the can way. arts yeah. for the goods yeah.
0: yeah it's awesome and 5.3 percent alcohol that's a crusher and it tastes yeah. like a crusher this is like a great beer for an all-time all around yeah you know? that's right yeah little deliciousness crisp yes yeah
2: we really love the the lower abv stuff we're really trying to Trying to push that lately. Yeah.
0: Strategically, that's a...
2: Because you do see a lot of
0: that, like the higher like ABVs getting pushed, the double this, the mm-hmm. double that, the, mm-hmm. you know, you said you're going for more of like the flavor approach and getting that bolt, like the elements in it at a lighter ABV.
1: Yeah. We like beer that you can like have a couple of and... Not black out. Not <laughs> yeah. feel insane. Yeah. I mean, I like a good like double IPA, a high ABV thing, but like one can of it not
2: right a
1: bunch and like you know we try to like make our beer super drinkable and things that you can have with food and like enjoy as an accompaniment to like yeah. living your life basically. sure
2: yeah more kind of approachable you know not doesn't have to be the center of attention um no
0: pretension in the beer it's just like drink this it's a day crusher it's gonna have a really cool can exactly or, and it's gonna taste really good yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's, and, and Hey, simple like that sells. And if it's good, it sells. And clearly it's a testament because you guys are making beer all the time and selling stuff. So you the train is rolling and you've had a bajillion, I feel like different beers out now. I feel like I just keep seeing new ones and it's incredible. Like the mindset, you just keep brewing new and new. Um, how, how do you spend the time? Like, where does the creativity behind all this come? Like the names and the. Like, I just feel like that's such a mountain of stuff you have to think about all the time. It's a lot.
1: Yeah, I think it's, um, Gunnar and I both come from a creative background. We both went to art school and worked in creative fields. And we try to, like, think, like, the beer is really, like, is our creative practice now. And so um, it's not only the beer, but it's the label, the name, the vibe and sometimes it's like the artwork comes before the beer and sometimes the name comes before the beer sometimes the beer comes before all of those things and it's like the last minute and we're like shit we don't have a name like or a label what are we gonna do like (laughs) Mm -hmm. but we know one of these
0: elements is going to be good yeah whatever it is yeah Yeah. so it's,
1: it's always like uh it's very much like a creative process that's evolving like it doesn't it has yet to feel like kind of a, yeah. like it like doesn't feel like job, a product job, to us. A product, yeah. Yeah. Right,
2: yeah, and I think, it, you know, that kind of, we do kind of have this kind of multifaceted approach where, you know, certain inspiration comes from different things, whether it's a label and or like a feeling or a different beer that we had that we loved or an, right. ingre- an, an ingredient, you know, that we really want to use. And then kind of having diff- those different points be the starting point, I think, is... Um, Keeps it kind of fresh and interesting for us, for sure.
0: Absolutely. And and that all makes perfect sense with the whole, like, what you guys are doing and drinking this beer. You get all of those, like, elements in the taste of it. You know, you can – it really is. And, and I don't say that corny, but, like, you know, you can taste when there's passion behind something and, and when people put their energy behind something or when they don't. You know, it's pretty – obvious you guys taste a lot of beer and that's the thing people don't realize about people who brew beer like they're usually tasting shit loads of beer like mountains of beer mm-hmm. of other people's beer mm-hmm. constantly to try to tweak and change and not even just the, oh i'm gonna take this person's taste but it's like that can inspire you to create a new flavor like you said or a new you know maybe you get a new idea from that taste or that flavor or those hints or those notes or something you know a, a lot of people that i know that like to brew beer even if it's just in their house chilling it's most people that are beer obsessed mm-hmm. it's always yeah, the ones that are mm-hmm. Obsessed with it, and I guess that's a perfect segue to kind of ask like basics of who you guys are. I mean, I, Lindsay touched on it that you're both in the architectural space and and you have that gift. Um, but kind of how did that start in I guess um, the beer world? Like when did beer come into the equation for your lives? Like were you always big beer drinkers? I guess one of you can start. Or <laughs> yeah,
1: I um I always grew up drinking beer, and I've never like I wasn't really like a hard alcohol person and we both went to college at Fordham and um, plenty of drinking to be done there. Plenty of drinking, (laughs) very busy. (laughs) Um, But you know, like beer is very accessible and it's something that is, you can always like go places and find good beer and it's like something to do. And um, I think like for me, like my uncle was super into beer and I, like always saw that and got into beer seeing that and then yeah I was into like craft beer and then Gunnar and I started dating and that was something that we were into together and like would do in our free time
0: right which is great when you're a couple and especially when you're a new couple and you have like a great Mm -hmm. thing to connect on like that too yeah a passion like that totally shared passion
1: yeah, and, like, craft was beer you was... It? <laughs> you, know, like you guys were friends on Untappd. <laughs> we no. Got spicy on Untapped. <laughs> we were pre Untapped. We weren't quite uh, there yet. Yeah. 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 yeah, it was, like, also, I think, for us, like, when we were out of college and when we started dating, we were in the city, and there wasn't really this craft beer movement yet in the city, and right. it was just, like, starting out, and we were as craft beer drinkers, we were, like, drinking other people's, like, other states' craft beer. And so we, like, saw that movement happen in Brooklyn and Grimm, in the city. With and Other
0: Half and all those ones mm-hmm. that came up. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: Other Half was a small little, like, you know, <laughs> do- hole in the wall mm-hmm. that we would go to on the weekends. And it was just, like, super chill. And I think that, like, DIY approach was still very much alive and well in the city and right. um in the beer industry and it's definitely become like a bigger thing but we were there when all of that was happening and we like it's made inspiring. a lot of yeah, yeah i think yeah, we made a lot of like good friends with that yeah. and it was interesting seeing like grim go from like a a beer that you would have to like be at the grocery store at the right time to like get a (laughs) bottle of it like having this like awesome dope tap room and yeah uh, i
2: think that was super inspiring like kind of seeing that kind of first but like you know like Lindsay said you know we were we were craft beer appreciators you know we would we love to drink Sierra Nevadas or in what, you know, whatever West Coast Lagunitas. It was always the West Coasters. Yeah. yeah, Like the first introductory, I feel like. um, And then, and then little something's
0: later and you're like, woo. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then, um, yeah. And then kind of seeing, you know, like other half and, and Grimm, like kind of, it's like you go visit these places. It's like, oh, they're making this right here. And it's kind of very small scale. And like, while they're doing all these like super creative things, it's like, oh, like, you know, we could we could try to, to make beer as well, you know. Like this could you know we're creative people. We like to make things. We like craft and we like cooking and fermentation sure. and stuff. You know, let's like we a lot could of pickling and stuff. Well. Yeah. So you're like,
0: why not? I can pickle yeah. water <laughs> and hops <laughs> and make it into beer. It, my ignorance, excuse me. I don't know if that's the process, but you know, no, in a simplified totally set. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I think it
2: was kind of that that kind of turned turned kind of our interest. <laughs> from kind of more just appreciators to, like, oh, we could actually kind of participate in this. Right.
0: Know? Let's buy a DIY kit. And yeah. Let's, and let's brew yeah. our, Do you yeah. remember, like, the first brew you made with a DIY kit? It was oh, terrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: And also, we were, <laughs> yeah. like... You know, it's, it was awesome for me coming home and, like, being able to, like, have Greenport and Montauk and, like, those things were still, like, fairly young sure. and, like, also felt very DIY. and Yeah. And Gunner's from Buffalo, and there's, like, a ton of bre- huge brewing history in Buffalo. Just
0: upstate New York in general. Mm-hmm. freaking... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sloop put it on the map for, like, not that too far upstate, mm-hmm. but, like, yeah. holy crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they yeah. were great. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, western they New York is. Yeah.
1: And so having these good beers and, like you know we're trying our hand at making beer and then we make a shitty beer and we could just dump it and go grab beer at grim like right, or right. not at Grimm, but or like at other sure. half and so we like you know we're always holding ourselves to this like probably like unachievable standard for quite some time right and, i can't make this so yeah right it's but like, like oh, i'm going like, to keep trying our beer
2: isn't as good as you know these beers that we eat now have have access to you know so it's like why would you know
1: so we just kept on like chipping away at it and trying over and over and over again and yeah you know it evolved after like many months and years and like this all kind of started almost 10 years ago but it was like we'd make one shitty beer have like a bad experience maybe like a closet explosion situation right and then yeah be like fuck this i'm not doing it for a few months and and then be like oh like have a really inspiring beer and then be like we should try doing this again that's what it is Mm -hmm. every time Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah
0: it's always the inspiration that gets you back in it as a musician it's like for me playing drums or something every time I go see, a, I haven't played in like a formal band since I was like, you know, in high school, 15 years ago, you know, and when I go to see a live music show, something just like awakes in me where I just feel my like vein, like everything is just like pulsing. And I'm like, this is my eagerness to like go play drums right now. Mm-hmm. And then I want to like call people up to jam that I haven't called in years. And I'm like getting all excited. Totally. It really is. like mm-hmm. it, it, It's the thing you put away. And then all of a sudden you're like, you just get that inspiration and boom, there it is. Pen and paper back out. Right. You're writing or you're. You know, and I was kind of going to ask in that sense, like beer too is is so much. It's not like an art where you can like just kind of just do it off like pure instinct, like you can with music or like mm-hmm. some other form, poetry or something, painting, etc. It's more so chemistry and like calculated. So there is, and we will break into like kind of more the science of the beer later on. But in the beginning stages, is that very discouraging because you have to have like some of those elements. And it's like hard because you're not thinking of those maybe in the beginning, and you're doing it
2: yourself without the chemistry portion. I think it's like we started, and by the way, you know, it's like that wasn't a unique story. I think you know that that oh we're love beer, and now we're gonna start making beer, and like right, like I don't and know. so many yeah, people yeah, do sure, that. You yeah, know, sure, and, yeah. I, and I think you know it it's is good the, to know where it grows from. Yeah, yeah, and I think it is about that kind of persistence, though our first home were just brewing recipes, you know, that say exactly what to do, but it's like, they never, you know, it doesn't, you have to read between the lines a little bit and you have to kind of like keep doing it to understand what exactly is going on. You know, the recipes just say, Oh, do this, then do this, then do this. They don't say like, Oh, why exactly you're doing like, why are you doing this step? Right. And what is that doing? You know?
1: And I also Um, think it's like, we, you know, really probably spent a a lot of time developing our palates to like... For good
0: beer and, yeah, and beer in general. Un- right.
1: unintentionally. But like, you know, we were seeking out really good beer and trying different things and kind of immersing ourselves in this beer culture and trying to like understand and find things that we were super interested in. And then all of a sudden, like the the brewing process started to be informed by, like, us tasting these beers because you are reading between the lines and, like, drinking a beer that you made and you're like, why doesn't this taste like this? They're both New England IPAs, they're both 7%, but, like, this one's hazy. This one's not. One this, tastes
0: like a mango in a can and yeah. the other one tastes like yeah. a gym right. sock. What's yeah. going on yeah, yeah. yeah, like what's up yeah. here?
1: And so it's like you chip away at all of those nuances, but like you um, you know, you wouldn't know what those like issues are unless you were to like do the research and read between the lines and figure it out.
0: And I guess that's the best uh, I guess the most intriguing part to me I mean like me I'm a beer lover beer drinker I grew up in the Bud Light generation you know Bud Light and Coors Light you know all the crappy like Natty Light when you were in college PBR, Rolling Rock you know that was all the discount Mm -hmm. beer and then you learn to appreciate it a little bit and you grow Mm -hmm. older and such but thankfully I had Nick I had my buddy Nick Mata who's Mm -hmm. you know starting his own brewery in in Philadelphia Mm -hmm. and uh, I I had him like kind of coach me through good beer You know, he thankfully he pulled me out of the dredges of like Uh
2: shitty (laughs) light beer
0: and showed me some like flavor and like showed me what I should be looking for and how to, you know. But then he tells me it's like the same thing like it's all just a crapshoot anyway. Like you'll get some beer snobs or something, then you're like, you know, our untapped is all unjust. It's like they should call it unjust, not untapped. (laughs) It's just, it's such a subjective thing, beer, Mm -hmm. like art, like anything. So as you're growing, it's good to know that like it's a passion or a profession that. It's not for like the weak, so to say, in terms of that field. Like you're not gonna brew bad beer over and over and keep brewing bad beer. Mm-hmm. Perseverance, like you said, it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of that, yeah. and, and yeah. that's what shows in any I guess any good business you could really say that for. Yeah. But, yeah. but brewery, especially, I mean, it's it's great to know that. Yeah, yeah, and I
1: think like that's it's interesting talking to people. Like they're always like, "Oh, you were in architecture and art. Like why are you brewing beer now?" But has become evident like how we're basically like applying so many things that we learned in art and architecture to brewing which is like right. being you know a never-ending perfectionist and in, in some sense but also sure. like viewing it as this like process that evolves and is never entirely done what you are honing is like a craft and so like even Even a beer like Lazy Lightning that we've brewed.
0: Like I'm drinking right now. (laughs) Yeah. Once it hits your lips. (laughs) Like
1: a a lot of times it's like something that we are still always like perfecting and changing. And like we're not making any like major changes to it, but we're still like inching it to the place that we want it to be. And and I think – that kind of like iterative process definitely informs the way that we think. Yeah. We're
2: kind of, uh, you know, we try to be our own harshest critics and really kind of hone our process and our kind of approach to (laughs) brewing and really kind of strip away excess and kind of, simplify and really kind of get at what we're trying to 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 express with every any given beer really
0: well i guess you could think about it this way what has every major company done at one point right like once their beer has became big enough they've simplified the recipe to where it's these seven things or whatever how many things you mix it together and this is what you get and Mm -hmm. this is the best-selling beer in america you know like Mm -hmm that's that's what it is you're you're making a simplified pattern that people have become obsessed with or love mm. or appreciate and then you're off you mm. know you're off to the races and now you're selling like do you think Lagunita sat back and was like we're going to be the next big like they probably didn't but they just sold enough beer and they were like holy shit dude we're selling a lot of beer people like this mm-hmm. shit they're right. we like looking at each other like all right let's sell more beer <laughs> like, all right how much more beer do you want to sell <laughs> and i love i love that you take the element of How you say that it's like the architecture, but it's almost like your guys escape from that everyday pattern that you guys have in in work. And uh, you guys both hold career everyday, like careers outside of the brewing or has it held like in back and forth, like kind of contracted stuff and like mixing in and out?
1: Uh, like... Both part-time mixing. Okay. Yeah. Because I was just
0: going to ask, because in that sense, it's great how you guys have that like break from the real mm-hmm. dredge of like what, not to say that you, what your passion is and what you love is a dredge, but you know, when you get into, I mean, architecture, I'm sure is like
2: video it's or photo
0: yeah. editing. It's, it's <laughs> sitting yeah. on yeah. a lot of screens and yeah. it's a lot of very fine yeah. tuning and yeah. a lot of rulers yeah. and pen and whatever. Right. It's a lot of fo- focused eye time yeah. really is what it is. Yeah. 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 And, which is
2: strenuous. Yeah. I don't care mm-hmm. what you
0: do, whether it's architecture or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, it, I work is is strenuous, yeah. And this is your like creative escape from that, where you don't have to like crush your eyeballs and like hunch your posture. This is like, hey, let's walk around in this place and like brew. And yeah, let's, let's have a good time. Let's yeah. have fun with it. And yeah. is it in that sense? I guess to transition, what is the process actually like? I know you guys like brew. At, is it a facility you have that you like share space with? Like, what's the deal with that?
1: Yeah. Uh, so right now we brew at Uber Geek and Riverhead. Um, Explain
0: that to me like I'm a small child.
1: <laughs> which is a brewery and okay. they are like our host facility. And so. They're their
0: own brewery, like Uber mm-hmm. Geek beer. Yeah. And, and then they like rent out their like space for yeah. other brewers to like come brew beer or just you guys.
1: Yeah. Other, uh, other, other
2: breweries. breweries. Okay. Um, yeah. it used to be, do you know, mustache brewing? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. So it's. It's the old Mustache. Mustache has has since um, closed its doors, and and Uber Geek has taken over. Got it. um, Rob, the owner at Uber Geek, used to be a brewer at Mustache, so he kind of um, took over the space from them. And yeah, he's got a great facility. It's been working really well for... For the past uh, almost two years that we've been, been brewing there. So,
0: so yeah. Okay. So, you guys have been at this facility there for two years brewing brew- beer out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Is that how a lot of small brewers start off is like the equipment rental or is it because it's like this stuff probably costs tens of thousands of dollars to buy all this crap. Oh, yeah, yeah, And you need the space. You need mm-hmm. all the stuff. You need to, mm-hmm. It's not like it's beer space. Like we're not talking about something you like make all pretty. This is like you have to dump shit on the floor. Right. It's yeah. like working at a mechanic shop. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. going to get the shit messy. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. It's definitely how like a lot of places start. Yeah. Um, You know, like, Grimm started brewing at a facility in Virginia. Root & Branch started by brewing at Great South Bay. So it's kind of like a good... Yeah, Evil evil Twin. twin. It's a good, like, you know, it, it takes away the barrier to entry, which, from a more architectural perspective, like dealing with septic, parking... Making All the a towns space, requirements. Yeah. yeah, right. And the then, regulations, yeah. sure. And then also like on top of it, making good beer. It's like there's so many layers to having a brewery, and yeah, it's definitely just like a kind of complicated situation. But it's a good, it's nice for us. Like we've been homebrewing for such a long time, and it's so nice to be able to like incrementally scale up our homebrew system from like brew in a bag in our apartment on Friday nights to like a proper like brew mini day. yeah like brew day life system to like a proper brew day that then produces seven barrels or 16 right. barrels of beer and so it's it's like really an interesting and nice experience to be able to scale up our beer before we have our space open and to like, you know, build that confidence. And it's
0: amazing to be able to test the waters. Like Mm -hmm, you said, in that space, I mean, if you don't have access to it and you're like strenuously brewing closet beer forever and you're like selling that, it gets, gets to a point where it's too much. And then you got to use these facilities to, you know, push out the product you need and people are buying it. And, and you know, you can go to shows like you have your trade show permits. I know you like do that and you Mm -hmm. have your tasting permits and Mm -hmm. you can do that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, I Just to get back on the beer side of it too, what is your guys' favorite beers to actually drink? Because you talked about how you're such both beer connoisseurs. Like, What's <laughs> your favorite style and what's your favorite style?
1: Uh. My favorite is definitely lagers, specifically. Schwarz beer is like my number one style of okay. beer. <laughs> Very specifically, Suarez's Bone Shirt is like one of my favorite beers. That's a
0: fantastic brew company. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, and I just like love what they're doing lots of low abv really like well-made lagers and also table beers yeah Mm. nice pale ales and like things that go really well with food and are like unpretentious and and very high quality like you're not compromising quality with that unpretentious beer yeah but i also do really love a nice like dank ipa
2: yeah yeah and you go I, I mean, you know, right in that same realm, I kind of, I guess if we had to choose, I would say probably IPA is my favorite, but also I am a huge, huge lover of loggers as well. We kind of, those are kind of our two passions. You go in your back and forth exactly, too, I'm sure. Like yeah. one day you're feeling yeah. IPAs, one day you're feeling exactly, lager. Yeah. One day
0: you may be feeling a logger, you want to brew and she's feeling an IPA. Right, you're like, yeah. oh, okay. Exactly, well. yeah. Yeah. But that's yeah. a great
2: process too, to yeah. have that bounce back. Yeah. I'm sure. And there's, you know, the nice thing, well, the nice thing about beer in general is there's so much space within any given style. You know, uh, IPA, there's huge range of style of different... Right, East
0: Coast, West Coast. Yeah, uh, exactly. Ge- tropical, not... Like, there's exactly. so many different, yeah. like...
2: Yeah. Any kind of pale lager, there's any types of spectrum in between. Sure. You know, we, once we have kind of a more permanent space, we want to get into doing um, mixed fermentation and spontaneous fermentation those are beers we both really love as well but um obviously can't really do within in kind of a a tenant um situation right situation, you have limitations yeah, yeah. only yeah. really make um, the
0: place smell like a gym sock for so many hours <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, if so, nobody knows that's the joke yeah. is that if you've never brewed beer before the whole place smells like a sweaty gym bag basically <laughs> for hours it's not a it's not a like a friendly to the palate process it's like chopping onions you know? <laughs> um
2: but yeah like those you know pale lagers and ipas are, are really what are selling right now you know in, i was gonna in ask that beer as well you know so right
0: i was gonna ask your most popular sold. like what's your highest selling beer like or what's the most sold
1: lazy lightning for yeah, sure lazy lightning. lazy lightning is like yeah.
0: your go-to which is yeah. the one i'm drinking right now it's <laughs> a beautiful yellow can you can't mistake it for any other yellow can because i've can't even think to my knowledge besides like pacifico who even has a yellow can <laughs>
1: our friend brianna did that one. Brianna. Mm, yeah. Brianna Shout Ash.
0: Yep. Shout out to um, Brianna Ash. <laughs> yeah. Looking yeah. at the name right there. And it's 7.2% alcohol. So it does give you a little smack to the face, <laughs> um, which is good. Delightful, by the way. <laughs> and it's delicious.
2: Yeah. So that's kind of, um, uh, thank you, by the way. Um, but uh, so that's kind of the first beer that we've really uh, brewed on the large scale Many times, um, I think we actually just brewed this um, past this week, um, our sixth batch of it. So that's exciting. Um,
0: and how much? Have, what do you yield per batch? Like what? How, how? does the process work?
1: Uh, Sixteen, either seven, seven or eight, depending on the beer and yield. Um, barrel quote. Barrels, that's yeah. Barrel, yeah. And
0: what does a
2: barrel equate to? Uh, thirty-one gallons is a
0: barrel. Thirty-one mm-hmm. gallons yeah. is a barrel. Yeah,
1: got it. But, so. like, Lazy Lightning, we do in 16-barrel batches.
0: Yeah. God, how many of those barrels are you going to leave in the back of my truck <laughs> <laughs> after you're done? Just <laughs> fill it up. <laughs> Just fill me up. <laughs> Did you get Lazy Lightning? Did Because now, like, I have to ask, like... We're from Long Island, 45 minutes from Splish Splash. Does it have anything to do with the Lazy River? No. No. It's I just I think cr- of that immediately every time for some reason.
1: It's a Grateful Dead song. I'm wearing a Lazy Lightning shirt. Right oh, now. my God. Look at me
0: being the idiot musician in the room. <laughs> <laughs> a Grateful Dead song. Damn. Jerry went over my head on yeah. that one.
2: A little too... It's actually a funny, uh, funny story lazy about lightning. Lazy Lightning. Um, the beer is...
0: This podcast episode is brought to you by... Freed Fabrications. Nathaniel Fife has been designing and creating custom jewelry since 2013. A well-seasoned metalsmith, Nate knows just how to craft the perfect piece you're looking for. Whether you're just treating yourself or gifting for the holidays, Freedmind Fabrications can bring any idea to life in a variety of different mediums. Gold, silver, engravings, precious stones, jewels, diamonds, and more, Nate does it all. Highly educated listeners have been blessed. With a 10% off discount, yes, 10% off discount for those who listen and shop. Use the code Highly Educated, all lowercase, no spaces, at his checkout on his website, freedmindfabrications.com.
2: The first time we brewed it, it was a totally different beer. It was a beer, it was maybe our like fourth or fifth beer that we brewed on the large-scale system, and we were... At that point, just kind of one for one scaling up our homebrew recipes. Um, uh, this was kind of very early on in, in our sure. commercial brewing right. time, so we were just kind of one to one scaling up our our home brews. Kind of, you know, they were good, but they weren't quite there yet. We were kind of just seeing seeing w- what happened, and that was the first beer. The first Lazy Lightning was one that we dumped because it was like this isn't right. Something hmm. went wrong. Yeah. We we kind of
0: we what happened here?
2: We yeah we kind of we did something a little stupid um, and messed it up and, and ended up dumping it. So we're like, all right, let's brew Like let's brew this beer, Lazy Lightning, again, but let's like just design it for the big system. And this was the kind of first recipe we kind of designed based on what we had known right from brewing the the past you know handful I'm sure it's of years
0: incredibly hard to get right it's, well, it's a, yeah, so much yeah, process. It's, yeah. it's just
2: that and, and that was well that was so much that was such a freeing process i think because because you know before then we had we'd been scaling up you know we'd maybe brewed four beers, and and we had just scaled up one to one our home brews they were they were very solid but
1: and we were doing like a lot of lagers which like to most people would be like more forgiving like there's definitely tweaks that we wanted to make to those, but like an IPA is very forceful and right. Um, You're playing
2: with a lot of big flavors. Yeah, that, sure. Uh, you can't um, overdo a little element because mm-hmm. it comes; it shows up bigger.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so yeah, read.
2: Yeah, lagers just, kind of scale up easier. I think one to one. Yeah, we learned, and you know, huh. our, our loggers were scaling up well. Um, but yeah, our IPAs were kind of lacking a little bit, and so so then we ended up brewing this. This beer that we just were like, let's just do this based on what we've learned from from the past uh, three IPAs we brewed on the large system, and and it was like totally kind of a different approach than than our homebrew recipes had been kind of based on, and it ended up being this beer that we love, and people have really grown to love, and and we're super happy about it.
0: That that's a great story to mm-hmm. have like the process, yeah. you know, yeah. and not just. And that helps when people grab this beer and drink it, too. like Because when people see you guys, right, like if you don't know – because you're from you're, – Lindsay, you're born and raised from East Hampton. Yeah, from ri- Springs. Yeah, and from – well, yeah. Sp- sorry, excuse Springs. me. Because <laughs> Springs is where we're at, and it's Springs important. is where I'm from. And I said East Hampton. <laughs> Technically, Springs is in East Hampton, but it's a hamlet of. So you know I, I stand mean. corrected. <laughs> I should have said Springs. How dare I? But – Lindsay and me are from Springs, and Gunnar's from New York, right? Buffalo. 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 So, yeah. like, when people see you guys out every weekend at, like, trade shows or, like, wherever you're doing over the summer or in the busy season, and you guys are selling your beer, they're like, oh, here's two, like, young, cool people, like, selling beer that they made. And, like, it's nice to have, like, a story and, like, a face and, like, an actual what you guys have been through to do this. It's not just like, oh, they're making beer, and this is what they're selling to you And like, this, you know, whatever every weekend. It's like, no, they, like – this is what they've spent their like time, money, energy, like soul into when you're buying their beer. It's not you're not just like buying a can of beer like you're buying a fucking Budweiser. You know, right. like you're it's different. It's a whole other energy put into it. And especially mm. the small scale beers. And that's what I love. It's almost like buying homegrown weed. You know? It's <laughs> like it's that funkiness. Get- like right. you always get that like extra funkiness that you're never gonna get with a commercially produced. I don't care how big you get, and you're still small. You know, it's just like, totally. it's hard. And I think this element where you have this like rental space of like you're basically tenants to this beer factory, for lack mm-hmm. of a brewery yeah. factory. What an idiot! <laughs> <laughs> factory with beer. Beer factory, man. <laughs> Sound like fucking Jim Brewer, but yeah, if if you have a brewery to work out of, it just makes it so much more like authentic and personal to like you guys, you know, instead of it being some mass produced thing. So Mm -hmm. it is nice to like see, to see that, that it really Mm -hmm. does come from like you two and the minds of you two. And like you're, you're putting it out there. If you don't like something, you're going to try it again next week and try to make it better. Or Mm -hmm. You're still homebrewing. You're still Mm -hmm. finagling recipes. This is is all part of the process. Totally.
1: Yeah. It's cool. Like, um, just because we were homebrewing for such a long time, like to have, these beers that we were like bottling by hand. Like I think three years ago we did like a bunch of events at Amber Waves and they were all of these bottles that we like had bottled by hand and we had like these fridges in my parents' basement that we like had made into fermentation chambers. Like it was kind of insane. And and to be able to scale it up and put it in a can and be able to share it with people has been – awesome and
0: i can imagine how fulfilling that is in a sense of like you you know you're, you're going from like wrapping jugs of plastic and towels and shoving them in bad refrigerators to people are drinking this in a can in yeah. front of your face and they're like telling you how good it is and mm-hmm. you're like this is fucking cool yeah because like, yeah. it's like being a musician and you just made an album and people are like this is good yeah I'm bumping this in my car like, yeah it's sick like, it's a good feeling totally it's refreshing yeah yeah
1: and it's, it's also rewarding. awesome like we were definitely you know, in a sense, like feeling like we're in our own little bubble, like making this beer and like constantly critiquing it and changing it and trying to get it to the place that we want it to be. And, and maybe to a certain extent being slightly ridiculous about like dumping barrels of beer that like would have been totally fine. We don't want to release something that is not something that we would drink ourselves and feel confident about and you know like we're not salespeople whatsoever we can only really sell something if we're genuinely excited about it Mm -hmm. and it was really awesome to like go back to Brooklyn where we had been living for so long and like talking to people who we viewed as like the ultimate beer snob gods and to give them our beer and like we're expecting healthy criticism and they're like this is really good like can i place an order and and that was just like mind-boggling like it still blows my mind no
0: feedback just yeah like this is
1: great like you're like a scary dude who like is awesome and you want to buy my beer like that's that's mm-hmm. incredible
0: I, and, and, and it, it's gotta be that Tingly feeling that you get fulfilled when you make a sale, even every sale, even if mm. it's like the old lady you're talking to, and you're like, "I'm gonna buy this for my grandson, and he loves it." you <laughs> Totally. And like, this fucking grandson's gonna get smacked in the face with flavor when he drinks that beer. <laughs> going, Holy like, shit! What kind of heat did my like grandma or... pick up at the farmer's market? <laughs> and all of a sudden, you got like a little frat patch in Brooklyn drinking beer because they're like, "Holy shit, this <laughs> was good." You know, it happens. <laughs> beer is like that—that that gift that can be like given like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's—it's it's so easily. Uh, consumed between like social groups Mm -hmm. and good times and good energy. Like I feel like beer is always something that's kind of passed around in that moment of like Mm -hmm. fun. So why not make it fun?
2: Right. Like that's what
0: you guys are doing. You're Mm -hmm. making it like fun, crushable. There's no pretension. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's a all day, every day. And that's, that's really cool. I love that, that like message or that, that concept behind your beer. It's, it's great.
2: Yeah, and that was that was super rewarding being able to you know, to Lindsay's point, like like when we we're home brewing it it you know, it's just as much work to brew like not just as much, but like it's still it's hours and hours to brew a five gallon batch and then we have twenty, you know, or like forty bottles of it. And so it kind of needs to be then like at that scale, this kind of more precious thing, you know. Um sure. and then being able to scale it up and be like, We have a ton of this beer, let's like, you know, Let's drink it, you know, let, like let's, let's enjoy it and not sure. and it doesn't have to be the focus of the the conversation and and um, and, yeah,
0: that's epic. And yeah. and that's why I'm sure you guys get tied into a lot of events and stuff, too. And we'll, we'll go over events in a second. It's just I want to speak too back on that. It's, it's funny how you said, like, you guys are perfectionists to like your craft. It's funny, right? Cause like you're brewing a product to like any like Joe Schmo in their garage would be like, Oh, this is great beer. I'll, I'll buy a case of this. You know, like, like your uncle would be like, yeah, yeah, I'll buy a case, you know? But like, that's not why you're like, you want it to be perfect. Yeah.
1: And like, you know, we make beer that we want to drink. Like people are like, why do you make a black lager? It's like. Because that's what I want to drink. I made. Because <laughs> I was really feeling black yeah, lagers like, this time. I put on some death metal and yeah. I was vibing. <laughs> so it's just like it's it's fun. Like, and I think sometimes beer feels very serious, but it is, you know, in a sense, it's kind of like food. You cook the food you want to eat, or you like sure. go and get it, and that is something that we've like kind of tried to apply to our our beer, and it's just been awesome to see like everyone from joe schmo to like the ultimate beer snob is enjoying it It it's like cool and you know we're just getting started which is also crazy
0: that's when you know you built something great and i was going to segue into that like for the future plans about what you guys have on the docket like clearly you're in the space right now doing that um but there has to be bigger plans, right? Eventually for, or maybe, you know, for maybe a brewery down the road, even though you, we just discussed all the reasons why you, you know, have to slow down before you do a brewery (laughs) Mm because it's difficult. Or is it like, are you going to start with scaling bigger events and then kind of sponsorships and then do an an outpost? Um, What's the overall goal? Are you kind of just going with the flow?
1: This all started because my dad was retiring and my parents were looking for things to do with my dad's auto body shop. And they were Mm. like, asking us for ideas would an arts fabricator be into this space would a sculptor want this space like and i
0: know two brewers <laughs> that be really into this yeah, space. yeah <laughs> yes. so
1: we started like brainstorming and thinking about it and then we're like a brewery should go here and like i grew up right down the street from the shop and we were like coming home visiting my family and like wanting to like you know stay in the neighborhood and like go get beers and there wasn't anything like that and it kind of just like grew from from that initial concept so it like really did start with the space and thinking about like how we could build this community space in springs Mm. and and then like what was the like social condenser it's the beer and then we started making the beer and then like the beer started to get good and it became a more like solid idea that we could like go back to my parents with and we want to start a brewery in the shop what do you think and and so then it's kind of just evolved from from there
0: and then now it's the full form of brewery brewery
1: yeah and so you know eventually and we're like in the process of doing this is the plan is to take over my dad's auto body shop and he'll retire and that will become our brewery.
0: Okay. And so you're not in any rush. You have the plan set and everything's good. You're just working on brewing the beer and
1: Yeah, and I mean perfecting
0: you know, the craft in the meantime.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, that was ideal, you know, in our ideal world. It's like, oh, like like Springs Brewery would have opened as a place, you know, before like and that's when the bre- the beer would start being commercially available. But sure. um, the entire company is just me and Lindsay and we're kind of totally self funded with no money. Uh, <laughs> well, so, of course, like, right. Like any <laughs> small business yeah. owners starting off as yeah. no money. Like we're but... not you know, and we're not kind of looking for like some big money partner or investors to right. kind of just like, oh, let's make this thing And then happen, try to change know? everything. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. so So we really kind of and we're really committed to staying independent and that, that idea we just started thinking like oh how can you know how can we make this thing real so that we can really keep building momentum you know sure Mm -hmm. because we were home brewing we were you know calling it springs brewery sharing it with people and you know we're just like how can we make this like more real like because you know we're starting the we had started the town planning process um, for for putting the brewery in the shop which as any
0: local knows takes about fourteen thousand years yeah. <laughs> to
2: do yeah and so yeah it's it's in in process and it could be going faster on from from our end for sure but we're kind of okay i think you know with the fact that it's it's a slow process and it
0: seems like this has all been very calculated and you're not just jumping and rushing into things which is a better thing it's a better exactly. scenario because then you don't end up flat on your face freaking trying to do too, much too- you know, right at one time. Right. So it's good that you guys have scaled this and Mm -hmm. just like you scaled the beer, right? It's Mm -hmm. the same thing. You've just Mm -hmm. taken that recipe, but applied it to your life a little bit Mm -hmm. and kind of scaled it in the same way. And it's hard when it's just two of you with one business. I mean, shit, it's the same thing. Media company. It's one, two of us. It's hard. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's all time consuming and it's like, you know, we really want to do everything right in the, in the way that we want to do it in like kind of an, Uncompromising way, and so you're perfectionist. Mm. It takes time, <laughs> lots yeah. of time. Yeah, yeah. But, but I'm it... sure
0: once it is. So that's the game plan: is to have a sick brewery in Springs, out of the old auto body shop there. Oh <laughs> that would make me extremely happy as a Springs resident. <laughs> that would make me very thrilled to be getting little pizza, little za from. Springs Pizza, maybe, and then pop on over to Springs Brewery, and then pop on over to the other fancies in town. Totally, yeah. Springs build the community in Springs. I've been saying yeah. that for, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. That's why we. It just takes like one guy with a lot of money that's from Springs. So one of us just has to get rich that's from <laughs> Springs, yeah. and just like dump all the money that's yes. going to take to get back into it. Because yeah. really, it's land. You yeah. Know. Mm-hmm. If we had the money and town, saying yes to things, yeah. which is mm-hmm. almost impossible springs is rapidly changing yeah. a lot of new mm-hmm. money new mm-hmm. homes and i'm not you know shitting on any of it it's all has to change i get it it all has to be not that i want it to
2: mm-hmm. yeah i'm right. you know
0: obviously we're all in the same mindset here yeah. at this table right. but i think as it changes springs is still going to be the last community look at this block on on woodbine it's like one of the last standholds of pure local families mm-hmm. yeah halloween parties and yeah. different little parts mm-hmm. of the year and if we brought that back to Springs, like if you guys brought that back, a community place, like a watering hole essentially. Yeah. And that leads to local events. And that's kind of where I was getting at with that, where in the meantime, where when you guys don't have the brewery space, are you excited to do any like local events this summer? Looking forward to any things or like doing things kind of in the community, community involvement, et cetera. Yeah. Get the brand out there. I know you guys do the farmer's market. Yeah. We'll be at the farmer's
1: market. We might have some other fun things in store, but we're, Still trying to figure those out. Um, Plan everything out for this yeah. season. Farmer's and Market every Saturday. every Saturday. Yeah, so every yeah. Saturday. Guys, <laughs> the Springs Farmer's Market. <laughs> Springs,
0: okay? Not any other Farmer's Market. The yeah. Springs Farmer's Market, which is the best one. That's right. And oh, it's at Ashwag Hall in Springs. And don't make me give you an address because I don't know it, but just type in Ashwag Hall, which is impossible to spell. <laughs> just type that <laughs> in it on Google. It'll correct you probably four times, yeah. and then you'll get it. But come down there and bring your cash and buy good beer. Man, that is We take
1: card too.
0: <laughs> they do take card. Yeah. They do take card. I've used my card to do that. And the farmers market's actually great. I love that they do that in spring. Yeah. Springs yeah. needed a good weekly,
2: yeah.
0: Weekly event like that. Shout yeah. out to Paul and like yeah. all mm-hmm. the Paul's organizers and, and everybody that's doing a great job. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's incredible. Yeah. So it's so fun to see. I love them bring and I, my favorite part was when this summer they had the the farmers market with the Quicksilver sale at the church going on oh at the same God, yeah. time. It was like yeah, mecca. Yeah, that was like yeah. I went. Are you kidding me? That's Close my five hours right here. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm leaving with bags full of shit. It's epic, but I love that that you're trying to bring a space back to the community where it can be communal and. know i can picture like live music being there poetry shit and art stuff and art events and the world's your oyster once you like have a space to produce it yeah
2: we really envision it as this kind of community you know gathering space where everyone can kind of come feel really comfortable and hang out i think you know with the general store closed now
1: but i think like for (coughs) for us like obviously springs is definitely changing a lot and We've been planning this brewery for such a long time and seeing like that change happening in Springs is kind of like a little scary at times. But, you know, the beer continues to be this social condenser for people that is is really cool. And thinking about like the history of Springs as having this lineage of craft and community. Sure. social and, like, melting pot. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, a- and applying that to beer as like not only craft in terms of the beer, but also the can. It, it just yeah. feels very Springs, which is cool.
0: All of the elements feel very localized and, yeah. and, and to that. And that's that's the best feeling you want, right? Like mm-hmm. when you're from a small town, and I'm sure you can relate being from Buffalo area, there's small towns, and mm-hmm. being from small town, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's the same vibe. It's the yeah. same... Same thing. Once you build a community around the beer, then all of a sudden you're, it's like, it's like field of dreams, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to yeah. build this brewery. Yeah. They're going to, people are going to show up and right. sit at the bar stool or sit at the, the table. Yeah. yeah. And that's what the community needs is more stuff like that. And we've been talking about that. Even we were talking before the podcast, before we recorded about how the town is so like bad with food truck policy and so bad with these things. The point of entry for businesses is such a hard place out here and it, it's discouraging. For a lot of younger people to start their own thing because it's like, what do they really give you? You gotta bid for a spot thirty thousand dollars to get some crapshoot place at a beach that you might make money on, or it's you gotta get a peddler's permit, but you can only do ice cream and you can only do this route and you can only do it for mm-hmm. these hours. It's like the town's basically setting up our age group to not have a path in and all the real estate on Main Street obviously we know is all to brands that can afford it and pay the ten thousand, fifteen thousand a month in rent, you know, that they that they charge. So yeah. It's just crazy to me that there's no barrier to entry and how, like, you have to basically rely on your family's shop. And it's nice to have that social condenser of, like, if you guys build a brewery, it's like the last – it'll be like the Alamo, basically. It's everybody <laughs> coming together and right. reminiscing and yeah. talking, yeah. like yeah. Springs Tavern, like Wolfie's yeah. was. and Yeah. 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 Well, and, and, like,
1: the town's uh, been – I think because the town is seeing all of this change happen, they have been very supportive of us. But it's not... Yeah, which not, is good. Yeah, it's mm. been great. And it's also not dissimilar to, like, what my dad experienced being a young person sure. moving back home and being like, I want to start a business here. Like, you know, they gave him a lot of... They gave him a really hard time. And What do you mean you won't be a mechanic? <laughs> There's more <theme> mechanics <laughs> here What are you talking <laughs> about? Yeah, like, yeah. No. like, no, like you 35 worked... <laughs> years ago, yeah. they were yeah. just doing the same yeah. story. And so it's like, you work really hard to, like, get this space... And how can we continue this legacy of like making space for springs and beer feels I like, like a good way.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know. It's, I love it's, that. It's, yeah. How can we make a legacy for springs? Beer feels like a good way. <laughs> that is the best. <laughs> yeah.
2: And, it, you know, it's like it, it, trying to do what we want to do with, with the space in particular, making a, a brewery here in the town of East Hampton. There's huge barriers to entry. Yeah. And it's, it's just... But we, you know, we see a lot of value in kind of saving at least this chunk of space and being like, this is gonna, you know,
0: this is not going to turn into another product. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah. I right. swear yeah. to you. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Well, it, and maybe it is also our experience in architecture that, like, we're not so afraid of pushback. Most it's part arch- of the process. It's part of the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. yeah. And yeah. so, architecture is kind of this like problem-solving tool essentially and and since we're also like working on the design of the space there are so many saving a lot of money there too Mm -hmm. yes
2: yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) architects are not cheap in a space (laughs) design build right right yeah
0: so you definitely get some goodness Uh, there yeah Yeah. Yeah.
2: you're doing it all yourself it's nice yeah and you know and like you know Lindsay keeps saying social condenser we really see beer and our beer it's not cheap our beer you know it's much more expensive than a Bud Light or a, a Modelo or something, but at right. the same time, it's it's this super high quality product. You know, we use the the best ingredients we can find. We put a lot of care and effort into it, so it can appeals to people who are re- really looking for that high level of craft. And at the same time, it is you know, in the grand scheme of things, it is affordable that someone can just come and to the brewery when once we're open and and have. A pint or two, you know, right? And, and you'll and have affordable gonna, systems to go growlers, crowler, You'll yeah. have all that. Yeah, it's not going to sure. yeah. break the bank, you know. It's right, you know. It's
1: and it yeah. also like lets us support our our fellow community members. Like, Promised Land has honey from springs that Matt Ross harvests with his apiaries, and yeah. then like Greg grows organic hops and Amagansett, which is like the a h- yeah, yeah, yeah the a huge acre, yeah. effort, mm-hmm. and also to like support other nonprofit organizations and like use things that are grown here it it's
0: you're involved in a co-op farm too i saw or a farm uh, of some sorts Yeah,
1: Quail Hill. Well, oh, Quail I Hill. I started a food co-op in Brooklyn. Oh, that's amazing. Too. So like, yeah, I like community. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I just started a co-op food thing in Brooklyn. No big deal, like like it's nothing, but like it's like a whole fucking thing of community, depends on it.
0: No big deal, like the whole community just eats from it, you know. <laughs> that that's amazing. And obviously all those elements speak to what you guys are building and the brewery itself, not for nothing. Like once you have, like you said, once you have the space to like ferment things and like really experiment, that's when you can like really bring in the local stuff. Like, Oh, here's some local fruit. Here's some local, this, let's start fucking these machines up. Yeah. 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 Let's test these bad boys out. (laughs) Let's see what these can do. We have (laughs)
1: lots of fun stuff hiding in our freezers that we're like excited to brew beer with. And, that have been like foraged and yeah it we're just like excited to have the space because like it feels like it can be the best expression of our creativity whereas like right now we do need to be like kind of smart about the beer that we're brewing in another facility because sure you know we're mindful yeah Mm -hmm. we're because we you know we're paying for that and like we do like to give ourselves the latitude if we needed to to dump a beer that we're not happy with. Sure. And but don't do that anymore. Just we won't do it anymore. No. We to haven't Ryan's done it in a <laughs> long time. House. Send it to
0: Ryan's house <laughs> and I will drink all the bad <laughs> beer. Quote bad beer.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's just like having that that level of control and in, in that space will be we're so excited about that.
0: Mm-hmm. Then you can, as they say, you know, take the pants off and throw the music on. Oh, <laughs> you guys
2: can get weird in right. there, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get get your experimentation on. Yeah, yeah. Because if we want to try something crazy, you know, the only thing we can
1: like do. Yeah, I want to do pol- a banana
2: porter. You're like <laughs> <laughs> banana porter. Yeah, it's like we don't have to like pay if we end up dumping it for whatever reason. If it if it turns out terrible, you know, we we would only have to lose the money from ingredients and then like our own labor costs to brew it. Sure. Versus where, where right now we're paying, you know, we're paying just to be there. this is expensive too. I mean, hops
0: are not cheap. And and to say like, you got to source hops and Mm -hmm. they have to be from a very specific place. Mm -hmm. And and obviously we know there's tons of different places that have great hops, Mm -hmm. whether it's Canada, Pacific Northwest, Mm -hmm. or wherever these places they get great hops? Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know more than I do, but Good, good, hoppy places. Like, that shit is not cheap. No. They're bringing that all in, and obviously, they know the market now is where it is. Yeah. Yeah. If it was 15 years ago, the same hops would be. $20 $20 cheaper per X, you know, yeah. it's just, they know, they know right. where it's catching on to and, and it's a hot yeah. commodity. Right yeah, there. exactly. But, you know, world.
2: they know the variety, the hop varietals that are hot that people want for these kinds of beers. Yeah. And they charge accordingly. Not that they're like making anyone pay through the nose. You know, sure. They, they make generally, you know, hop farmers make a great product, but yeah, no, it is, they're. Yeah, they're expensive and – But, you know – not
0: a, Which is what I'm saying is it's not a cheap process. So, right. like, yeah. the, the beer being X price, yes. that's why. Yeah. You know, it's because that's that's what it is. It's yeah. high-quality ingredients, high-quality individuals, high-quality mm. time involved. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many different elements. Mm-hmm. And you're getting this product. You're not just buying a pack of whatever mm-hmm. where it's like Amheiser busch You know, offense to them, but you're, it's pumped out in a factory. And it's just right. – yeah. You know, an assembly line. <laughs> there's 50 million bottles and they are just, just some guys <laughs> checking it. And then it gets set in a box, right. you know. yeah, Sits in a truck probably gets skunked in yeah. the process of going across the country somewhere or doing it. it. really doesn't now because now big breweries they have like stations basically every third of the country mm-hmm. where they right. just, so they have smaller hubs right. and stuff. Yeah. This is just the start. You'll have the brewery and then all of a sudden you're gonna be the people that have a third brewery somewhere in like Texas. And like, <laughs> no. We're in Texas. You're like, no 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 I won't <laughs> yeah.
1: not in Texas. No. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Colorado. That's where we draw the line. Places are definitely important to us. Like we view this beer as being a representation of springs and like Mm. it doesn't you know if i'm in brooklyn i want like the best beer brooklyn has to offer like i i do think of beer as being this like regional thing and like you know how can we make the best beer for like our area and that that's the end game
0: that's that's a great way to say it. honestly i mean and that's that's you're putting springs on the map in all this process. People don't know what springs is. And you'd be like, Oh, that's the place where, you know, Jackson Pollock, like everybody, mm-hmm. you know, Jackson yeah. Pollock, like that's like the first thing you have to say, or, you know, Willem de Kooning, or, you know, you know, ex painter that <laughs> came from here or whatever. Like, that's what you have to say. Really. Yeah. But then you'd be like, no, I had the beer. And you're like, Oh,
2: Oh, yeah, I remember Springs. (laughs)
0: Oh, the beer? (laughs) You're like, yeah, outblasted Jackson Pollock. Fuck you. Is there ever going to be a Pollock-induced can or weird name?
1: I don't know. A Lee Krasner beer, I could say. There you go. Yeah, Yeah, do a Lee Krasner support can. She was dope. Yeah.
0: Make it like the little mosaic-y thing Mm -hmm. on the front. Yeah. There's a lot of Springs Essence. There's a lot you can do. There's Mm -hmm. so much. I mean, you can name. There's the creative list goes on. Yeah, Springs mm routes. Yeah, Springs is is awesome.
2: Yeah, that's always kind of like a background, you know, that that we're thinking about when we're kind of conceptualizing our beers. Like, we always try to ground it in the place where we are and, you know, where we Hope to be brewing. <laughs> I love that it's a New York
0: essence too. It's all New York love. Are you like a Buffalo Bills fan, and she's like the New York sports fan? A Jets fan? Uh, Hopefully a Jets fan. Yeah. Just wishful
2: thinking. Uh, yeah, we. I mean, we're not either very big sports fans, but. Um, so you're
0: huge beer people, but not yeah. sports <laughs> yeah. people. So, okay, so you guys
2: are the ones that are fucking up trivia. That's You yeah,
0: okay. so yes. guys don't fuck with them in trivia. All right, that's when you're gonna when you're gonna go Gunner's down.
2: A,
1: Gunner has a lot of Buffalo pride.
2: I do. Yes, absolutely. Well, you got it. You know, I mean, yeah. you're right there. I
0: mean, come on, you're right there from Canada. You got Niagara Falls. There's a lot going on There's there in Buffalo. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. A lot of beer. Yeah, like wow. you said, there's Not a little a beer scene going there. Webbeth Blue, yeah. Webbeth Blue, <laughs> the official beer of the New York Islanders. <laughs> is um, <laughs> it? Yeah, I actually think they do. Yeah, I think now I think it is. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. And I've been seeing LaBette
2: Blue around. Like, yeah, like it's at Sam's Beverage Store now. They're putting it all out there. Mm. I
0: will say, shout out to Sam's for having like the only place with craft beer. Yeah, sounds That they can yeah. actually like have craft beer, and yeah. they have good craft beer. Like mm-hmm. it's the only place you in town you can walk in. There's just like ma- fresh Maine. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Lines mm-hmm. on the top, yes, very expensive, yeah. obviously. But I get mm-hmm. it; he has to make his money. And right? Yeah. If you know, if I'm not driving to Maine to get it, yeah. Uh, do we know Oxbow Brewing Company? Yes, mm-hmm. we love Oxbow. Brewing. Have yeah. you been there? We yes.
2: have. Yeah,
0: so fucking cool up there. So cool. we
2: haven't been to the one in, in the woods. We've just been to the one like in, in Portland. Portland. Oh, see, we, okay.
0: I didn't go to the one in Portland. Mm. I went to the woods one in mm. Nobleboro, outside mm. of Nobleboro. Yeah, we I don't have know to where go there. It's,
2: yeah, we're to. I yeah. went.
0: I was just lucky enough to be there because my one of my good friends, John uh, Byrne and his wife Loki, they had a wedding at Duck. Oh God, Duck Pond, Duck Puddle Campground, yeah. coolest place ever camping weekend where like you brought your own thing we literally camped in it. me and my girlfriend camped in a tent oh that's super and, fun that's awesome and we enjoyed the wedding all weekend it was incredible but the Oxford was, was like i don't know 15 minutes away oh nice so that's we just amazing. drove and that was like the daytime yeah. activity we bought the legal weed from maine we smoked our little joints Nice. And <laughs> sat outside and just drank the beer it was so good nice what a cool little yeah. spot yeah. There.
2: Yeah. yeah they've got a super <laughs> super cool vibe that like you know we we want to kind of cultivate something similar it's just You know, very, very chill, very laid back, very high quality beer, but also very just, it's not the center of the show. It's just, you know, it's made for hanging out, enjoying, enjoying with friends. And they're, you know, they make a lot of Saison's, which is a little more...
0: Uh, Soury essence, like a little bittery, I love me some, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I love me.
2: Yeah. 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 And a little you know, a little more obscure than a Pilsner or an IPA, you know, for the Get a funky.
1: but they do like yeah. tons of different loggers.
2: Yeah. Yeah, big, really good. Big Oxbow fans over
1: yeah here.
0: the ground is funky too. Like the grounds they keep the place on is pretty mm. funky.
1: Yeah, isn't it like yeah, it's like campy.
0: Yeah, it's like campy. It's got these little like huts and stuff in it. It's cool. It's awesome. Yeah, but that's that's a great spot. Maine producing some good beer. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Maine Brew Co. Obviously, yeah. that honestly that was one of the bigger beers, the craft beers that got me into craft beer mm. was Maine Brew Co. Grim.
2: Mm-hmm. Other half, those mm-hmm. were
0: all like the big. I will say Long Island did throw it down hard. Shout out to Sand City. I mean, I know like <laughs> you know it's changed over the years and stuff, but Sand City was a big one. Yeah, yeah. and um, now Nightmare Brewing Company, Billy Powell. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. uh, Neil Powell's cousin.
1: Oh no way. It's Billy that.
0: Powell and he's fucking brewing sick beer yeah, at Nightmare well, that's Brewing crazy. Company.
1: I never even realized that Brewing
0: badass beer, like yeah. sick nice can yeah. art doing yeah, his yeah. thing. Like Long Island's coming out with some serious beer. Totally, so, yeah. yeah,
1: and Bruton Branch and Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then um well in Brooklyn, like folks beer closed. Um, but Joey Pepper started Beer. Brewing
0: Shanker Brewing, yeah, sick. Which like check that came out actually.
1: a couple weeks ago.
0: Ooh, fresh. fresh. That'll mm-hmm. definitely be
1: good beer.
0: Yeah, nice. Yeah, I'm sure you can find that's them on. Instagram. Connecticut, not in Long
1: Island. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, honestly, well, like, seriously, yeah. Connecticut, it's Long Island, so it's like
0: tied in hand yeah. in hand. Yeah. Basically, yeah. you're basically one or the other. If you're in New York, you have to. Right.
2: Because
0: Connecticut has a lot of brewing
2: facilities too. I think they do the same thing at yeah. like Riverhead, where there's a lot yeah. of like, commercialized yeah, like brewing. Yeah, facilities. that's yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. What is it? The
1: twelve percent.
2: Twelve percent um, That's the place, that's yeah. That's like yeah, that's a facility. A lot of these breweries are brewing out of there, yeah. Right, yeah. right. And it's just a,
0: a And and why do they choose that over Riverhead? It's just a bigger facility, more mass produced. Uh, it's closer cheaper. to the city. It's bigger. They have
1: a lot of it like a lot more experience. Like I would say like twelve percent in Great South Bay are like the biggest like contract facilities oh see great south
0: bay great does south bay.
2: yeah too. yeah okay. yeah at uber geek it's still it's still a pretty small yeah. operation there cool yeah. so it's
0: still mainly the more crafty yeah. ones yeah. yeah 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 so to segue out of this beautiful episode what is down in the pipeline for springs brewery in terms of beer for the summer
2: well we have two beers right now in the tanks that we're super excited about one is our kolsch um catch fly which um is just mm-hmm. a delicious yeah <laughs> That's just a great summer crusher of a beer. Kolsch is a style that we love. It's a German style, just super crisp, clean. Very good wing beer. Mm, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But it has a lot, of, a lot of subtlety going on. We're super happy with the way this batch is turning out. And then the other beer we have in the tank right now is a... It's kind of a new style. It's one that we haven't brewed before. Um, mm. Kind of called a west coast pilsner um interesting and that is a i think the term the style term was coined by this brewery highland park brewery in uh, la and it's basically a pilsner like a pilsner base that's then excessively hopped and then kind of dry hopped so it kind of has a lot of qualities of an ipa in kind of it's got a hoppy bite Mm -hmm. yeah but um
1: but like a nice like clean like pilsner finish, super clean, yeah, yeah. and hmm. a nice like drinkable, ABV, mm-hmm. yeah, 5. we're six percent, yeah, we just oh
0: five point six, so it's like the middle ground, yeah, yeah, yeah. We just
2: tasted it today, and we're super happy about it. I think we're we're packaging it on Monday. Now, what
0: is that mm-hmm. process? That's exciting. Now, what mm-hmm. is that process in like the tasting pro? Like, or do you take? Is it like a soup ladle where you're like. And it tastes like <laughs> shit, and you're like, oh, my God, add <laughs> more paprika. Like what, you, like, what is it? Or is it yeah. like, you know, what what is that process of tasting?
1: It's kind of like, um, like if you're baking something, like, you'll find out that you messed it up. Right. When, it's too yeasty yeah. or too this or that. You'll or, find out that you messed it up, and there is only incremental ways you can fix that. So it's kind of like... Every amendment you would make after a beer is brewed, it's not going to be, like, ideal, I mean, essentially. Yeah, that, that's, and like, so, a mer- that's
2: emergency yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah, so we, like, really try
1: to, like, make the beer that we want yeah, right yeah. off the bat. Ideally, yeah,
2: you, once it's in the tank, you don't want to be touching it, Um yeah. you know, adding things. Sure. That, other, th- other than, like, dry hops, which are, you know, hops added
0: so, you do the little chef's kiss, chef's taste, and yeah. then it's off, ready to can. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah. well, like, the canning process annoying too? Or is that like a whole thing in itself? Like, is it the same facility? Same facility. Same facility yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, Rob. Um, and how long do they stay good? The can? Six months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Depends on the beer style, right? Right, of course. Um, yeah. If it's a, yeah. a pilsner, or freshest a lager. in the
0: first couple months there, and then, exactly. the, and then yeah. it yeah. fades a little yeah. bit in the flavor, I'm sure. Exactly. yeah, you yeah. know,
2: as, and as long as you keep them cold, yeah. right? You can drink a beer. It's you
0: can You'll drink it a year later. It's still gonna be beer. You can still drink exactly. it. Yeah. And just... if
2: it's if it's cold, it will probably still taste really good. If if it was sitting out warm and it was a hoppy beer, you probably don't want it. Um,
0: right. Right. Yeah. So there's certain elements, yeah. but yeah. I've yeah. definitely cracked an oldie and been like surprised. Yeah. 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 Like
2: oh, yeah. it still
1: held its weight. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to, like, as long as it's, like, sitting in the back of the fridge, you're good. Right. But, yeah, we're super excited about this beer. We've been tasting it and watching it kind of evolve. And I would say it's, like, the first thing style in a while where we're just, like, excited to have the beer, but also to, like, continue riffing on it and, like, changing it and making this is your more new exciting it. project
0: like, yes. yeah yeah perfecting we, this style yeah, yeah because
2: because there's so many hops that go into this beer we and it's such a clean kind of base like this kind of pilsner base so there's so many different different combinations of hops and flavors we can experiment with that we're super excited about yeah so this one about this is that. the
0: legit for the summer this is your new toy for the yes. summer. Yeah, yeah exactly
2: yeah well we think everyone's gonna love it it's like i was like So happy to if you need somebody
0: to taste test that officially just drop a can off
1: (laughs) here. Check your mailbox.
0: Check my mailbox. Um, Springs Brewery. Gunnerberg. Lindsey Reichhart. Thank you for joining us. And uh, joining us. It's me. It's one person. (laughs) Idiot. Um, thank you for joining me. I appreciate you both. we've had a few springs beers and now we're now we're cooking. Yes. (laughs) We cheers, could go for Thank hours. you so much. Yes, thank yeah. you for having us. We'll see you at the farmers market yes. every yes. Saturday all summer long. Yes. Absolutely, cheers, guys! Cheers. cheers. We all know fall is here and winter is coming. Don't be an underprepared kook and not have the right gear. Wampum Skate Shop has you covered head to toe, literally. Highly educated listeners will receive twenty five percent off. Yes, you heard it right, 25% off all socks, hats, and beanies for a limited time only by using the code HIGHLYWAMPUM, all lowercase, no spaces, on their website, wampumny.com. Whether you need some socks and a beanie for yourself, or you want to gift your family and friends some warmth, perfect for stocking stuffers, all you have to do is just add your items to the cart and use code HIGHLYWAMPUM at checkout. Sale applies to online only and while supplies lasts. Wampumny.com